Welcome to I'm Sorry What Weddings. I'm Ashley Sleek and this is the podcast where I take all of my wedding knowledge after being a 12-time bridesmaid and put it to the test and share with you the best ways to survive the wedding season. And let's be honest, that is year-round. I'm bringing on my friends and wedding professionals to chat with us about stories and tips and tricks and I am so excited for this podcast and thank you so much for listening. Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What Weddings. I'm Ashley Sleek, and this is the podcast where I talk all things weddings. Because listen, I've got a lot of thoughts, I've got a lot of opinions, and I've got a lot of experience. Okay, so my resume says you want this, and I'm here to deliver. I have been a bridesmaid 12 times. Five of those have been a maid of honor. And you know what? I fucking love it. There are people that I say that shit to and I'm like, oh yeah, I've been in about 12 weddings and they gasp. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, bitch, I live for it. I have absolutely no regrets in being in all these weddings. And sometimes it does get annoying that people are like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? And I know that some people think I'm crazy. Uh, my dad being one of them. We heard that on the last episode. And that's okay. I fucking love weddings. I've also officiated twice. I've DJed twice. I've bartended once. I've really seen a lot of shit. So I'm happy to be here on the podcast to share all of my knowledge with you. And I am fresh off wedding season for me. So I had to push the podcast back. This comes out every other Friday. And I had to push it back because I was in too many weddings and I was tired. But I wasn't in the one in New Jersey. But I, you know, I had to travel. I don't know how so many of my friends travel for weddings. It seems to be, I always talk about this, it's an East Coast situation. Like if you go to school on the East Coast, I feel like everybody's from somewhere else. So they're always traveling for weddings. And I'm like, y'all are wild and I love you. But like, I don't know how you do it because I'm so tired. So I traveled to New Jersey and then I just got back from Mexico. My first destination wedding, baby's first destination. That was like my 31st wedding I had been to. And I uh, it was it was really fun. I'm not going to hash it all out here because it's all on last week's episode of I'm Sorry What. So you can tune into that and get the full tea. But I did want to share this tip. I do have a tip of the day and it's not this, but I was reminded once I said Mexico um, about this wedding. And um, first of all, I have to say I am being so fucking extra. Charisma got me a maid of honor tumbler and I am drinking out of it for this podcast because I should. I should. And like I said, I've this was an I'm sorry what moment on actual I'm sorry what before I did weddings. And I said that, listen, I like getting gifts with my title on it. I don't mind a bridesmaid mug. I don't mind a maid of honor tumbler. Also, just as a reminder, they're gifts. You bought them. You know what I mean? If I could get the same like weirdly knitted sweater from a grandma every year, I can get a tumbler that says maid of honor from you, you know, like it's all good. We like not every gift has to be like so practical. I everybody's always like on TikTok, nine gifts your bridesmaids will actually love. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's for you. Like, I don't know. Just if if you want pictures, you're paying for a photographer and you want pictures of everyone in the matching champagne flutes, then just buy them. Like it's your fucking money. I don't care. You're not making me buy a champagne flute. If someone came to me and was like, you have to buy these custom pajamas and these custom champagne flutes, I'd say fuck off. But I don't mind the fact that I own eight robes. I like to switch them out every once in a while. And you know when it was helpful? 
when Kershman was like, what robes should I get? And I was like, let me send you a picture of all nine of mine and I will re-wear them. Hilariously enough, though, I told her that I talk about this later, that um, my friend Erin, um, I was in two Erin's weddings. So Erin Boland, uh, her robes were my favorite. They Just the material was really nice. And then so she was like, I love that robe but I'm going to get it for you in blue. So now I have it in two colors and I love that. Okay. I love my robes. I don't give a shit. I love my pajamas. I wear Jenna's pajamas on a regular basis. Like all I'm trying to say is just get whatever you want. Okay. So anywho, uh, because I'm so skilled in weddings, y'all had some questions for me. So normally I like to bring a guest on. I mean, this is only episode four, but the plan is to have guests on, but I've just been so stressed. I'm like, I need to not put pressure. This is, this is fun for me. I want to talk about weddings. Let's do a Q&A. I asked you all to be my co-host and you did not fucking disappoint. You gave me some good ass questions. And originally I was like, I'm just going to read them and like go first instinct. And then I was like, no, you know what? Here's the thing about me. I, I can't because you all know this. I'll talk for hours. And this is just at the most supposed to be a one hour podcast. OK, so we don't need to get crazy. So I prepped it and I was being, you know, political. And then I was like, you know what, babe, they didn't come for that. They didn't come for you to be like, well, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings because I don't. I genuinely don't. But that being said, listen, you want to know my opinions? I should just give them to you. It is what it is. You came to this podcast. So this is all to say I am not here to hurt anyone's feelings, especially people who have like allowed me to either be a part of their wedding or just a guest. Like, And also not everything's about you. I feel like there's times where I say something and someone's like, oh, I totally know what you're talking about. Like you're talking about this wedding. And I'm like, no. I wasn't, though. Or this person. I'm like, no. So anyways, this is my big disclaimer. I'm not trying to piss you off, but I am just trying to tell you the truth. So let's get into it. Your controversial ass questions. Um, The first one, what is the cringiest thing you've seen at a wedding? And listen, I know I just gave a preference, but it's your fucking wedding. okay? do whatever you want. Make it unique to you. okay? like make it good. Um, And, you know, everything's cringy this day. If there's one thing I've learned about being on TikTok, it's that I'm a bottle of cringe. Okay, doing a podcast is cringy. Just being a millennial in general is is cringy. But like whatever. That being said, burlap. That being said, burlap. I, um, you know, burlap after like 2019. Burlap was super trendy. I have seen it done well and I get it. If you're like, you know, I'm doing a country wedding and it's in a barn. Still no. Still no. I've seen a bar wed. I've DJed a barn wedding and they had no burlap and it looked fantastic. And it was in like 2021. This, these are the times that we can get away with that. You know what I mean? I I just can't. I can't stand it. I think it's I think it's ugly. I just do. It's just the truth. Um, also, this is going to be very controversial. I I hate groom groom's cakes. I think groom's cakes are really fucking stupid. I don't like them. I don't understand the point of them. I think they're a waste of time. I think they're a waste of money. If you don't know what a groom's cake is, there's been this trend where like, OK, so we have a wedding cake and then there's also another cake that comes out and it's themed something for the groom. So like now their favorite baseball team or like a golf ball or some shit. No, I think you could do that fun at an engagement party. I think an engagement party is a great place for like a cute, like a trendy cake, you know, like something fun and unique. If you want to just have a baseball cake, 
have a baseball cake, but it be your guys's cake. Because the thing is, to me, is you having to have a groom's cake is kind of like it's as if the cake isn't for both of you to begin with. And like grooms don't need anything special. I get it. Your groom does not want to fucking plan a wedding, just like most grooms. So you're trying to make him feel special and included by getting him his own fucking cake. No, I don't think it's needed. I I don't think they really care that much. Like, I don't know. Do it at the engagement party. Maybe I'm wrong and grooms are going to email me and be pissed and do it. DM me at Ashley Sleek. Um, I did not think that this was real. I saw this on TikTok and then I did hear, and I won't expose who, a firsthand account of someone who who knows someone who did this. And that is um, a bride singing themselves down the aisle. I have a hard time when I see like brides and grooms singing at their own wedding in general. Now, singing yourself down the aisle is a new level of extra that I would just, I mean, trust me, I would pay at least $100 to be at a wedding to watch somebody sing themselves down the aisle. But it is so I could sit here and talk about it and talk about the experience. Because I just, I would just need to know firsthand what that's like. Like what, (laughs) how did it feel? Like I just, and like I said, I thought this was just a TikTok thing. So I thought it was staged. I was like, oh, this is just for views. And then I heard that it happens. I I got confirmation and I was like, I just, I can't process that at all. But I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Um, Anyone at any point bringing up exes? Why? I like a couple speeches, you know, where they're like, oh, you found a good one. We were kind of worried about you there. Like, no, in speeches and then just in general. Like, guess what? You are marrying somebody else. Guess what does not need to be brought up today? Anybody else besides your groom or your bride? Like I I have heard speeches where like it gets alluded to or, you know, anything like that. Cringe. I've also in speeches, anyone who says like, if you hurt her, I'm going to fuck you up, you know, um, that's that's cringy too. And you know what? I did it. I gave an open mic speech at my friend Allison's wedding back in like, 20 no 2011 I think like we were young and I made the mistake but of being like don't hurt her I'll come for you and then like later on in life I heard somebody on TikTok be like don't say that and then and then I heard it again I was like yeah it's weird no threats at this point we're out we're we're done with threats don't even manifest and speak it into existence that people aren't going to be together um and the last one it also has to do with speeches and that's like not talking about the bride or the groom. So if you are the like mother of the bride and you go up and give a speech and you never mention the groom, cringe. If you are the maid of honor and you go up and you don't mention the groom or the bride or whoever, you know, I'm just using bride and groom right now. But like, obviously, you know, I do brides and brides, grooms and grooms. It's fucking pride month. Okay, we don't discriminate here. I don't know what the non-binary term for a bride or a groom is. So if you do DM me so I can slip it in here. But anyways, yeah, um, those are just a couple. I was like, what are your cringiest things? Give one. Here's five. Um, <laughs> and when I first read it, too, I like couldn't think of anything. And then I was like, nah, you got this. My craziest wedding story. Honestly, like I don't really have that many. I There are like little things that I'm like, oh, maybe that shouldn't have happened. But I have not been at one of those weddings where like, you know, you wait till they're down the aisle, then you expose them for cheating or something or like 
anything crazy about that, I would say, you know, my craziest story is probably the Mexico robbery. Um, if you haven't heard about that, I will give you the Spark Notes version, but you can check out uh, the episode of, of I'm Sorry What that says, like, if Kim Kardashian can get robbed, anybody could get robbed. And basically what happened was that I went to Mexico for a bachelorette party. We went on a boat. I planned the whole thing. And um, I had a co-maid of honor. She wasn't there. Um, but we went on this boat excursion. We came back. Someone had broken into the the Airbnb. I laugh about it now, but honestly, it's so stressful. Um, but yeah, they broke in. They took all of our stuff. And uh, that was absolutely wild. So we pivoted. We went to another uh, hotel. The bride had a great, uh, great mantra about it. She's like, it's like I had two bachelorettes, which is kind of true because they were like very different. But yeah, I would not recommend Airbnb in Mexico. Also, Airbnb, pretty tough to work with. So um, yeah, that was that was probably my craziest story. And I'm hoping that it starts and ends there. Their wedding was beautiful. Luckily, I feel like we got out all the crazy in at the bachelorette. And honestly, if you met us on the second half of the trip, then you probably would have had no idea that that even happened because everybody was in such high spirits. And I mean, not everybody. There was one person that was kind of about it and like, whatever, everyone's got to have somebody. But uh, most of the time, everyone was really positive And I super appreciated that. So couldn't have had a better group of girls to get robbed with, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, that's probably Probably my my craziest wedding story. Uh, what is your ideal bachelorette party? So I think I have a recipe for the perfect bachelorette party. So here's how it looks like to me. Thursday, you fly in or you drive in wherever you're going. Thursday night is relaxing game night. Have pizzas in or cook or something, depending on where you're at. Um, this is where you do some get to know you games. Um, a couple games that I really love is the brown bag game where everybody brings like some sort of like lingerie or sex toy or something funny and it's in a brown bag and then the bride opens it and then she has to guess who gave that gift. And then everybody guesses too. And then for everyone that she's wrong, at first when I played this, it was like a take a shot. And then there was a little too many. So like take a drink. And then it's fun to kind of be like, I got her that. And like, anyways, I think that game's really fun. I also loved, I mentioned this um, on I'm sorry, what was that at my friend Gabby's bachelorette party? She did a slideshow where she kind of like introduced everybody. And I thought that was like a really fun concept. I've seen like Bridal Jeopardy. I have a bunch of like I have for the girls. I have bachelorette games. I also make custom bachelorette board games, which have been really fun. So if you want one, I'm thinking about starting an Etsy page, but you can DM me right now and, and we can we can work it out at Ashley Sleek. Um, and then so Friday, I would do like a pool day. If you're at an Airbnb, that should be a pool day. And, you know, you have snacks, you're drinking drinks by the pool. If you're doing like a hotel, I would see if they have like a hotel pool or some more casual activity on that day. Like you want an activity, but keep it casual. Maybe it's like a brewery tour or it's like, you know, walking to the beach or something like something a little bit more casual. And then Friday night, have a nice dinner out. It's a little bit fancier. Maybe this is the night where like you all wear one color and the bride wears white. And then that night you go out and hit the town. I always recommend the checklist. I think it's really fun. And then Saturday brunch, obviously, bottomless mimosas, non-negosh, and then an activity from there. So that this is when you do like your beer bike, your wine bus, um, anything like that. Super fun. And then Saturday, 
you're going to be drunk. So come back, order dinner in and then Saturday night catch vibes. And like these, this is the day where you do your theme, your T-shirts, like something like that. Super fun. And then Sunday, just wake up and head home. That being said, if you're asking my personal ideal bachelorette party. I go back and forth on this. I talked about it a lot with George on the podcast. Um, I think for me, I I definitely want to do like one of those beer bikes or like a wine busting. I just think the the traveling as a group to get drunk part is very fun, but I can also see wanting to do maybe a game. I haven't gone to like a sporty batch yet, but I could do like a baseball game, especially in the bleachers. Honestly, like everything I kind of want to do is in San Jose. So I would not be surprised. Locations that I think would be fun for myself personally would be maybe like, I love San Diego. Did Jenna's um, in San Diego, such a good time. Um, Colorado is on my list. I think that would be really fun. Um, uh, but also San Jose. And I I actually wouldn't mind going to Petaluma, Sonoma County. Like, I love Sonoma County, so I could see going back up there. Some of my favorite locations overall, Scottsdale I thought was amazing. I thought that was a really fun time. Um, we didn't get to do it fully because of the fact that it was COVID when I went. But like my schedule, my original plan was fucking fire. So Scottsdale was really good. Uh, I I really liked uh, Palm Springs is great. I've done Palm Springs twice. Um, the flight there is a little tricky. So that's kind of what I throw out when I when I say Palm Springs. Um, Paso Robles was really fun. If you're not like a crazy party girl, if you don't want to go out you know, I think Paso is like a really, a really good choice. And I, I know I said I wanted, but I can't recommend San Diego more. San Diego was so fun. Also, Tahoe. One of the best bachelorette parties that I've been to was my friend Haley's. At the time, um, I was dating Jimmy and he was the best man that wedding. So she's like, come to the batch. And we went to Tahoe. It was so fun. And Elaine George's was also half in Tahoe, half in Reno. And it was like such a good time. So there's a lot of places that like, do not do not overthink. And, it, you know, oh, it's a classic Vegas. We love that, too. Um, so anyways, I hope that answered this question. OK, so next question. How uh, how do you know who to cut out of the invite list to keep things smaller? This is when I need you to bring out your inner bitch. OK, I this is when the bridezilla is key. OK, because you are guestless. And I'm telling you this as somebody who freaks out about my guest list on a regular basis. If you listen to the podcast where my dad was on, the thing that he can't wait to see is the guest list. And what I need him to know is that his people are getting cut first. First of all, my first note on this, and listen, this is going to be controversial as hell, cut the damn kids. Cut the kids. And I, this is coming up, this is a theme in the questions for me. Cut the kids. That's a very easy cut when you're trying to do um, when you're trying to do numbers, okay? A family that you don't know, okay? Here's what I am gonna tell, this is my plan to tell my parents, okay? They're, I want, I'm gonna sit down with them and be like, here's a list of people that I think should be there, okay? Here's who I think should be on the list. And I'm gonna allow you four wild card players, four wild card players, and by the way, these aren't four couples, these are four individuals that are not on this list that you can pitch to me and give me some good ass reason as to why they should be there. Okay, but you only get you only get four. Okay, you only get four. Because I have seen this so many times. You have to set boundaries with your parents. Like, and I understand you might be saying, Ashley, they're paying for it. Okay, let's have that conversation. Let's sit down with them. The minute you are talking about your wedding, let's sit down and have that conversation. 
how much money are you getting and what kind of guests do you want? This is my plan. And you know what? If it comes down to the point where like in order to have your wedding, you have to have all these people there, then then you have make that decision. And maybe you wait until you're in a financial place where you can pay for it. Or you just get real with your parents and you say, this is my day. You know, I would really like your help with this. But listen, you're, you know, this guy you went to high school with, Benny, that I've never met before, but you feel like he invited you to his kids. No, we're not doing that shit. Like put put the kibosh on it right away, because I, I would say this when I sit back and I hear people complaining about a guest list, 1000 percent of the time, it's usually, well, my parents need this person here. Listen, when my parents got married, I think my dad talked about this, like it was a lot of their parents, friends that were there. No. If you if you were at my high school graduation party, you're not going to fucking be at my wedding. You know, it's just it's not happening. OK, also, there's this whole like, OK, but if I invite this person, I have to invite this person, this person, this person. See where your web goes and where you can seriously cut it off. OK, if you have to cut the whole group, cut the whole damn group. But like, I think that we have been so wrapped up in not wanting to hurt anyone's feelings, which I'm so glad about. But you are not throwing Kim Kardashian's wedding on her budget. You cannot invite every single person. And guess what? Even Kim Kardashian made cuts. Okay. So, you know, it's it's gonna be okay. Like, there have been plenty of things that I haven't been invited to, and you can tell what's malicious and what's not. In a wedding, 95% of the time, it's not malicious. It's just a numbers game. And, you know, I think that's that's okay. Like, it's gonna be okay. Like, look at it this way. If you don't think that you're gonna talk to them in five years. Why? Why need them now? You know what I mean? Like, I think we get wrapped up a lot in not wanting to, like I said, not wanting to hurt anyone's feelings and not offend them. But like, if you really don't think that they're going to be in it for the long haul, then I don't think you need them to be there, you know? And um, also, I don't love the whole if and, and this is like an opposite argument for this is like, I know you could be like, well, they didn't invite me to their wedding, so I don't need to invite them. If you need a reason to justify, sure. But I hate that. I hate that. I hate it with wedding parties, too, where it's like, well, I wasn't their groomsman. Listen, there are slews of reasons why people can't invite people to weddings or in bridal parties. And I think it should just be about who you want to be there. And if someone didn't invite you to their wedding, but you really want them at yours, still invite them. Just do it. I wouldn't get so transactional in relationships. I just don't think that leads to good things down the road, you know? Unfortunately, one of the other easiest cuts to make when we're coming to numbers is plus ones. But I did also get a question about plus one rules. So I thought we should talk about it because I here's here's who I think you should give plus ones to. I do think that everybody in your bridal party should get a plus one out of respect for all the work that they've done. Okay, most of the time they probably won't take it if they don't have a boyfriend. And if you are in a tough place where you are trying to hit numbers, and this is going to be a theme throughout, I think you can really talk to your bridesmaids and be like, hey, listen, I I really want to give you a plus one. We're, we're tight on numbers. Like, is there someone you really want to bring or would you be OK by yourself? You know, like it's a good, solid question. But I just think that, like, you're giving a lot to be at this wedding. It's nice to get a plus one. Um, anyone uh, under a year? I don't think you have to invite them. A boyfriend under a year, a girlfriend under a year, meh. I don't know, especially if you haven't met them. 
If you have not hung out with them at least three times and they've only been around for six months, you don't need to fucking invite them. In the duration of the time that you have even got engaged, they were not together. So that's an easy getaway, like easy numbers game there. I think that that's people are always going to be pissed about plus ones, by the way. So this is a tough, tough thing to satisfy. But let me tell you something. If you have been invited to the home of the couple and you've spent time with both of them, and they have invited you into their home. You need to invite both people. I'm sorry. Like, they are a pair now. If they live together and you have been at their home, they have hosted you, they have opened their home to you, you gotta invite both of them, okay? And if you're not, once again, that's a conversation you need to have because I think, like, it's hurtful. And I, I know that, like, okay, if we're talking hetero, okay, and you invite, I've actually heard this several times, like, if you invite, like, someone and you don't invite their boyfriend, like sometimes that boyfriend gets offended, especially if they know you. So like, you know, I think that's a, a good one. And um, OK, so if you have someone traveling to your wedding alone, it's nice to give them plus one. Like, for example, when I went to New Jersey, I was given a plus one. I thought that was really nice because, you know, I was traveling. I it's not I, like my family was there, but, you know, my sister's married. My parents are obviously married and there's me. Hello. And I did go by myself because I listen, I'm one of those people that if if I don't have a partner, like I'm not taking the plus one ever. I I brought like Jenna to two weddings with me and um, I brought her. Well, I had a plus one and I tried to give it back both times. And they're like, no, bring someone. Because at that point, I had a boyfriend who was supposed to come. And both times, like, we broke up. So, you know, I got to bring her. And then with with Haley, it was similar where Jimmy and I were together. So she was like, I have this seat open. And I was like, well, perfect. I'm going to bring George. And when you're picking a plus one to bring with you, like, you know, for it worked out for Kenzie's wedding. I brought Jenna and her sister, Gabby, was also at that wedding. So it was like kind of a perfect fit for George. His His family was at that wedding. So like, you know. If you're bringing a rando plus one, try to bring someone that's going to like make sense, you know, or like that knows. But anyways, that's just my opinion. Listen, if someone's engaged or married or you think they're going to be engaged and married, they've been together for a long time. I think you got to invite them. I just do. And and like I said, the bottom line to all of this is that if you are really struggling, just have conversations with people. I think that feels better. I know that I'm, I have said on this podcast like, Okay, so say you you don't want someone like you're not going to put someone in your wedding party like don't like just don't invite them like that's fine. I, I I think that that is the truth. I don't think you have to have conversations about everything. But the plus one thing, I think I think people get a little sensitive about it. And so it's good to ask if you did not get a plus one clearly on your invitation, don't ask for one. Don't ask for one. I've seen this so many. Just don't ask like there, I understand that you you might be upset, but like, you know what? You just don't get to ask. You just get to go and you can call me and we can talk shit about it. But, you know, if you're struggling for numbers, a plus one's an easy cut. But if you're not, be respectful. And, you know, if people are together, it's kind of weird and it, feelings can get hurt. And I, most of the time I'm like, fuck feelings. But I think when it comes to a plus one, it's just nice, especially like when you are in the bridal party, it, it kind of like I know it. It's weird because you're not really with them all the time, but sometimes it just feels nice to have a partner there. So, you know. Okay, so wedding red flags and green flags. Okay, red flags, unresponsive vendors. If you have a vendor who is not very responsive, like, and you haven't signed a contract, like, drop them. 
drop them because you need reliable bitches. Okay. Um, <laughs> being on time is a is a, a um, well, being late, I guess, is a red flag for me. Respect the damn schedule. Okay. And I'm talking to you, bridesmaids and groomsmen, parents and grandparents. There is a schedule for a reason. It is given to you ahead of time. Check your fucking email. If you're most brides like me, type A, printed it out for you as well. Okay. Read the schedule and be on time. It is not cute. These videos on TikTok infuriate me when it's like, I told my bridesmaids to get the bridal suite at this time. Let's see what time they got there. On time. The answer is on the fucking time. There is a fucking schedule. Be on time. Red flag. Red flag. It's so fucking disrespectful to me. It makes me so angry. So angry. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to I'm Sorry What Weddings. While you're listening, maybe you're thinking to yourself, you know what, I have got myself some questions about weddings that I would love Ashley and her team of friends and professionals to answer. So guess what? You can do that. I've got Ask Ashley going. All you got to do is click the link in my bio on TikTok or on Instagram at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's. Of course, submit your questions there through my anonymous platform and you'll get them answered here on the podcast. So thanks so much for listening and excited to answer your questions. Um, Green flags. Smiles. Smile. Look happy. It's your wedding day for your bridal party and you. Like, this is a good happy day. So give me some smiles. I also think tears. Tears are a good sign. We love a good happy cry. We think it's super cute. Um, Supportive parents is a green flag, especially of the other person. I always absolutely lose my shit at a parent's speech when they start to talk about the other one. So like, for example, you know, it, at, at Gabby's wedding, it was super sweet hearing her dad talk about her. But I started like bawling when she when he started talking about Rich. I was like, oh, my God, it was just so sweet. Or when I was at um, the wedding in New Jersey, uh, like so it was for my cousin Michael and his wife, Francesca, her, her father spoke and I was sitting with with his moms and it was just all sniffles when he was talking about like Michael. It was just so sweet. I think it's because you you love your person so much and your biggest dream and hope is to find somebody that is going to love and accept them for them. You know what I mean? So hearing that like hearing my dad talk about Matt, like it was just so endearing and I think it's so special and you can just tell and then like when the families are friends oh this is another one of my favorite things like you know for like my for for my situation like with my sister um you know Matt's mom hangs out with us and it's so great and you can feel that like oh my god Gabby and Rich's wedding a perfect example like you could feel that the parents like when they both spoke like they were thanking the other side of the family and it was just really sweet and endearing so I just love that. I love that. I know that it's hard sometimes. Like even, okay, so at the wedding, I'm just going off the most recent one. I'm sorry. Like my brain is tough, so I can't like dive deep into. So if you're like, this happened at my wedding, Ashley, why aren't you talking about my wedding? I I can only go off recents right now because I'm struggling. So it's basically, it's my 2022 and my 2023 weddings that are top of mind right now. And I was thinking about, you know, with the New Jersey wedding, like my aunts didn't get to spend a lot of time with 
like the in-laws because they live in Jersey and they live in L.A. And um, but you could still there was like such a respect there where, you know, they were talking about each other. And I thought it was really, really sweet. So um, anyways, yeah, I like I love the families. I like when the friends kind of get to know each other, too. This is why I think a welcome party is really fun, because, you know, people get to know each other. I think that's a green flag. It's like everybody just looks like they're having a good time. And the dance floor is popping, popping red flag bad music that number one killer of a wedding to me is bad music um okay so moving on what are your least favorite parts about weddings listen uh (laughs) my least favorite part about weddings are selfish people and they and every wedding has one Sometimes it will be the in-laws. Sometimes it will be the bridesmaids. Sometimes, surprisingly, it will be a groomsman. And you're like, what the fuck? You're supposed to be the easiest member of this team. But when people make it about them, it is my least favorite part. Because, listen, every party somehow brings out some sort of drama. And um, it is the most juicy thing to get to talk about. But it kills me watching it. Like, it just makes me so sad because I'm like, God, these people put so much time and effort and you really want to sit here and bitch because you don't like the color dress or you're mad because your kids weren't invited. Like, be fucking quiet. Like, be quiet. Like, just don't come. If you are going to bring negative energy to a wedding, don't show up. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe how feisty I'm getting in this podcast episode. I'm so sorry. But like, it just makes me so so bummed when that happens and it always does it's always somebody and I'm just like this isn't your day and what's weird is like most most people get married you know or at least they have a graduation or something like everybody's had a day where it's about them and like you remember what that feels like so why would you want to take it away from somebody else like I don't know I just don't understand it so that I guess that's not the answer to the question because that's something I hate about weddings my least favorite parts about weddings um controversial again but the cake cutting I don't like the cake cutting I don't really give a shit about it like I don't know I know it's sweet it's a great tradition but like I just don't I don't care about it to be honest um and then when dinner takes too long because I just want to get to dancing like I've been drinking I love the food don't get me wrong but like we don't need like four hours to eat like let's fucking let's party um best place to get a bridesmaid's dress okay so my favorite bridesmaid's dress is julie's i've talked about this a hundred times i'm not trying to offend anybody i think everybody knows this it was an off the shoulder purple dress and i actually got that one from a boutique in petaluma that she went to and had like the colors there and it was easy for us all to get to because we were local um so but a lot of people don't have that like your bridesmaids are kind of like spread out so my recommendation is a Zazie, honestly and um i just signed up for their ambassador program so now you know i'm just telling you this um off the cusp but if i get on their ambassador program i'm gonna tell you that because you know your girl wants a discount but um <laughs> genuinely i've had a great time using a Zazie. uh you can get three dresses shipped to you to try on And, you know, you can pick the colors. You can be as specific or as lenient as you want as a bride. You know, I've had it where it was like, okay, I want this specific color and I want this specific um, fabric and that's it. And I've had it where it's like, I just want this color and it's or I just want these couple of colors. Like it's really easy to do. And I like the fact that you can try on ahead of time. I like the fact that, you know, 
I don't know. It's just really easy to use from a bridesmaid standpoint. And it sounds like the brides I know that have used it have liked it as well. So I just got my dress. I've got the two dresses from there now, I think. Uh, Jenna's and Krishma's. And Krishma's dress I loved and would 1000% like um, wear again. I love Jenna's dress as well. Would probably wear it again. Um, they're just really comfortable and the fabric's nice and it it's, feels good quality and they're not that expensive. Like I think my dress for Charisma's was like 95. I think my dress for Jenna's was around 100, which is like very typical standard. Um, and yeah, so that that's my recommendation for sure is Azazi. I think it's a, a great choice. Um, this was my shortest uh, question to answer. Do you get the couple a wedding gift if you are in the wedding? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I know I've said this before and I'll say it a hundred fucking times. Your, this is the one time where your presence is a present. You are spending so much money on this wedding. And like even I know every there's only been a few brides. I can't say every bride, but there have there's majority of the time. The brides have always said, I don't want it. I don't want my people spending that much money. I don't want my people spending that much money. Listen, they're going to spend money. OK, it is what it is. They they know what they signed up for, especially once you're like at the age of 30. Like I we know. OK, there have been enough TikToks like or you have already been enough weddings to know. OK, so, um, you know, they're going to spend money and a gift is just like so extra necessary. Like what I like to do personally when I am in a wedding is I try to pay for like a dinner out or drinks out or when they get engaged, I try to get them a little present or something. And then, you know, now I like to bring a nicer bottle of wine to or bottle of champagne to the morning of the wedding just for like pictures and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I I don't think you need to get a gift. I absolutely don't think you need to get a gift. Um, <laughs> my last question was, what was your favorite wedding and why was it Jenna's? I don't know who submitted this question, um, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so I, I love this question. Um, people ask me a lot. And obviously, I don't have a favorite wedding, okay? It's like picking a favorite child or whatever. However, I did think it would be fun to go through the weddings that I've been in and talk about moments that I thought were really cool and memorable because they were so different from everybody's. Um, I left one of my weddings out, so if you're doing the numbers, it's just like, there is one wedding that I don't really talk to the bride anymore, so I feel weird talking about her wedding when we don't talk, so I'm gonna admit that one, but. I will do the rest. So my very first wedding I was in was my cousin Katie's. And that was obviously so fun and unique because it was my very first experience with the whole thing. But she did her bachelorette party at Disneyland. And I actually thought that was really cool and fun. And I know like that's, you know, I know people hate on the Disney adults and everything. But like if that's your shit, that's your shit. And we ended up having like a really good time. And it was, you know, it was very on brand for her. So I loved that. Um, the next wedding I was in was my cousin Kathleen's and hers was also they're both Disney people. And so her and her husband were big Disney people, um, too. And I thought that like the way the subtle ways they incorporated Disney was really cute and memorable. So like we had little Mickey ear necklaces, but they weren't like they weren't like, um, I guess what I guess cringy is what people would say. They were like really delicate and pretty. And then um, the favors were like lanyards and pins, which I thought was really cute because when you go to Disney, you collect pins. Um, I put Eloy and George and Julie and Ryan together because 
my favorite things about their weddings are actually like the same, but it was very unique to them. What I loved about that was that we all stayed together. So at both weddings, we stayed um, for Eloy and George's. We all stayed in the house on the property and for Julie and Ryan's. And I'm talking about the, the bridal party. There was like a, a we stayed at a house and I thought that was like really fun. Just the environment of us all being together and like we really got to know everybody. I would say in both weddings, I pretty much already knew all the bridal party. But like so it was kind of just like this fun reunion. It kind of felt like you were at summer camp. And you were just like in your own rooms, your own like little cabins. And then everyone got to hang out. And that was just such a fun vibe. And also for both of them, I said the food. Julie was the bride that made sure that we were fed and the food was fucking good. OK, like at every turn, we were always fed and it was amazing and it was so fun. And then Eloy and George, obviously a George on the podcast, and we talked about the food. Um like out to lunch catering amazing um and they were both really fun so i had to and both their venues were stunning gorgeous my mom often talks about julie's wedding venue in addition to aaron so aaron bulland um one of my things that stood out for hers was the venue it was it was so stunning with the greenery it looked like it was kind of like you walked into your own little secluded forest almost because it was it was so gorgeous the DJ, obviously, at Aaron's was also something that stood out because uh, she had DJ Dre Lopez, which if you don't know, if you are not a long term follower of Ashley Sleek, once upon a time, I was a radio host with Dre Lopez and he DJ the wedding and it was so good. It was so good. Loved. Um, and then obviously she gave me my favorite robe. I talk about it all the time. Um, Neil one of my favorite things was our dresses. So for Neil's, I was a groomswoman, but I wore a bridesmaid's dress. And I'm trying to remember, I don't think they were a Zazi. I should have asked her, um, Mackenzie, the bride, what where they were. But they were really fun because they were patterned. They had flowers on them. That was my first wedding that didn't have a solid color dress. And I really loved it. And the other thing I loved that stood out for me personally was that I actually got to be a bridesmaid and a groomsman kind of because I got ready with the the bridesmaids in the morning got my hair and makeup done and then I zoomed over to the grooms and like ugh, a groom side getting ready at a wedding is just a whole ass different experience okay it's like they are so chill they're like just drinking and hanging and it was so fun um I loved it also she arrived if I can't remember exactly what it looks like but I remember that she arrived in this like fancy car and I thought that was really cute um my sister's wedding number one uh, obviously, it was memorable that it was very intimate. And in my parents' backyard, there was like a really small amount of us. My aunt did a great job officiating. Also, the best man's speech was really good. And they had um, mustache mics, which was like a um, Italian ice. Oh, my God, it was so good. Um, I, I said that <laughs> Jillian's wedding number two. So my sister didn't get married to two different guys. She just had a COVID wedding. So we had a backyard wedding and then like a reception. And I said that uh, my dad's speech and then mustache mics. That was like that was so good. Um, Haley's wedding, the shot before going down the aisle. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Uh, she had us all come together and do like a group shot before and I it was so it was so them it was so Haley and I loved it it was really fun it did lead me to hitting on some firemen during my speech and we love that um Aaron what Aaron uh vocal now uh so my second Aaron 
Um, there was this moment between um, once you're done taking pictures and before the wedding, because they did a first look, where all the bridal party was together in, in a room. And it was so, that part I thought was really fun. And I guess obviously a theme now that I keep saying this is like, the bridal parties being together and getting to know each other, I think is really, really cool. And spending that time together was really special. Um, and I really love that. They also did their dog in the wedding in the best way possible, because listen, I know it's controversial. I, I don't think dogs or children belong at weddings, but they had someone bring the dog for pictures. And I thought that was really cute and special. And I love that. But the dog didn't stay because it's a lot of work having the dog stay at the wedding. And I'm a dog person, but um, I really love that. And they had the first welcome party that I went to. And now, we you know, if you listen to the podcast that I'm a big fan of these welcome parties, um, Jenna uh, Jenna's my favorite part. There's so many things I loved about Jenna's wedding. Obviously, I brought all the drama by being like out of the hospital and being there. But um, and she looked so fucking stunning. It was unfair. But my favorite part was that Jenna and Sergio met at dance class. Um, they do. Uh, I cannot pronounce it right, but it's a it's a Mexican dance class. And um, she called it Mexican ballet once. So I'm just sticking with that. But like, I just know I butchered the name, so I'm not going to. But they did their own like they obviously they had their first dance like but they did like a dance from the dance class that like their instructor taught them like I just thought it was really sweet I think Sergio helped choreograph it or or choreograph the whole thing if I remember correctly but like that was so special because it was like it was so unique it's like it's the way they met and then they like did the dance and I just thought that was so sweet and fun and I love that part um and she also had us all we all stayed on on site for hers too and it was it was just really special and fun and I loved it um and then you know what now that I've done Christmas I can do Christmas now um and uh Christmas was so fun and I thought it was intimate obviously the location like having the destination wedding was really fun um and it was just it was such a such a special moment. And you felt like with a smaller wedding, you know, I know some people um, have a hard time with that. Me personally. But with a smaller wedding, it made you feel almost like more special to be there. So that was really cool. And I got to know her family. And that was really special to me was getting to to meet her. You know, I, I stayed with her mom. So that was really fun. But getting to meet her um, you know, her cousins and, and her godmother, like that was really special. And it was nice because, you know, you really got to do that because it was so intimate. So I just thought those little things would be fun to share. Obviously, I loved everything about all the weddings that I've been in. But an honorable mention, I have to say, because I've talked a lot of shit on cakes, but I want to talk about one of my favorite <laughs> cakes. And I DJed a wedding for friends of the podcast, Kristen and Alan. Their wedding was so fun. I lo- they got married in Tahoe. A cocktail hour was like um, you took like a ski lift to get there. And it was so beautiful. I oh, my God, I could say so many things. Obviously, the music was the best part, though, because I DJed. But their cake was so fun because they had little um, like dinosaurs in like a bride in tux outfit. And to me, that's like the perfect combination of this like groom's cake where it's supposed to be something like kind of, you know, different and like a wedding cake. Cause like it was so fun to that. Like it was so them. And I remember Jake and Aaron, I think also had bears on their cake. So like, I think it's fun to not have such a serious wedding cake, but I don't think we need to have two. So 
I had to shout out because I've talked a lot of shit about cakes. And my, you know, my mom fucking loves cake. So like my mom's thing is the, the dessert. Like she is there to try the cake and she wants to know what it tastes like. I just don't really care about the cake cutting. OK, I just don't. I'm sorry. Um, I also never eat the cake because I'm usually too drunk, but that's just me. OK, let's get into my wedding tip of the week. I feel like I gave kind of a lot of those in the Q&A, um, but I have a specific one um, that I wanted to share. So morning of the wedding. OK, you guys, I wrote out an entire checklist like it is a wild long note that I created for Charisma that goes over like kind of everything that I've seen go wrong and that I think you should account for on the getting ready in the morning. But so and by the way, I'm happy to share this with anybody. So please fucking DM me, text me, whatever. Like I I need to like get up a website so I can like put this on there for people because I genuinely was like, this is so helpful. It's not formatted in the way I want. I want to like move it to like a, a Google Doc or like in a Google Sheet or something. But right now it's a, a note on iPhone. So if you want it, let me know. But one of the things that uh, I, I want to point out is a tip is make sure you know the transportation of goods and people. OK, so that being said, the day of the wedding, it's important to know how everybody is getting everywhere, especially like, OK, so some of these like Jenna's was super easy. We were all there like we were all on the premises and Eloy and George's was similar. So we all, you know, got ready. But if you're not getting ready at the venue, you need to know how you're getting to the other places. And not only that, but people's stuff. OK, so a lot of the times you're getting ready in a bridal suite and, you know, you're bringing over because like, you know, you wear your robe and you put on your dress and maybe you have extra makeup. You've got, you know, your purse, your wallet, all these things. And like people don't know where that stuff's going to go. Does it get to stay in the bridal suite? Does it not? I think that that stuff needs to be well thought out, planned for and then also communicated. One of the recommendations I would have is to have somebody like move the stuff if it can't stay in the bridal suite and pick someone's room that can hold shit for the next day. Like not someone who's leaving early in the morning, but maybe someone who's a morning person. I would be great if it were for the fact that I always leave first. But, you know, if there's going to be time for people to run stuff back to the rooms, if you're getting ready at a hotel or if it can be saved in a in a spot till the end of the night for people to come get like people want their stuff and they want to know where it's going to be. So I think it's really, really important to plan that out ahead of time and then communicate it like make sure people know that that is my my big, 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 big recommendation and tip is just make sure you're knowing where people's stuff is going to be, because the worst is when you're having all these bags in your hand and you're like, I don't I don't know where to take these. So that is my my tip of the week. And then now let's get into the I'm sorry what weddings moment. OK, so I was at a wedding. I'm just going to call them out because who cares? I was at the New Jersey wedding. OK, and these speeches were fire. So good. And, you know, the father of the bride's speech maybe was a little long for some people. OK, but there is a table sitting behind us. And mind you, I'm sitting with like the mothers of the groom. OK, so hello. This is a very big like this is a table who's going to want to listen. OK, and this table was talking the entire time. And I've also been at other weddings where people are giving speeches and other people are talking. Listen, you're back in school, bitch, like quiet coyote or whatever the fuck they say. Be 
fucking quiet. Like, listen, every once in a while, will I turn and give a little side comment during a speech? Sure, sure, sure. I was never a good student. I had talks a lot on my report card, okay? I would never have a full-blown conversation during someone's speech that is so incredibly disrespectful. These people are not professional speakers most of the time. So they are so nervous. And even as someone, as someone who is a trained speaker, I get really nervous to do maid of honor speeches. Like I get so nervous to be up there. And if you are speaking and chit-chatting, that is just so disrespectful. And then it's also just like, it's disturbing the people around you because I know that not everybody loves the speeches and some people are like, oh, shit's too long. They are feeding you. They are giving you free drinks. The least you can do is just shut the fuck up and listen. Like, let me go back to a point I made earlier. It's not about you. Okay, it's not about you. So you don't need to. You don't need to be like that. Like, it's it's okay. Like, just stop talking. Be respectful, you chimp. Like, and if you don't think you can sit through a speech and listen without being loud, go outside, go somewhere else, go sit in the bathroom and play on your phone or do whatever, but just do not fucking talk during the speeches. Oh my God, this was, this was giving me such anger and I've seen it at other ones and it just makes me so mad because it's just like, no, like it's, it's so easy to be quiet and respectful. So just do it. You know what I mean? Like Nike says. So anyways, that's my I'm sorry what moment of the week. This has been quite the controversial episode. I hope you all had fun with the q and I'm sorry I got so sassy at some points. I just have a lot of passion. I have a lot of passion. And I get literally every time I come back from a wedding, it's hard for me. I do always get upset with whoever is making it about them because it just makes me so enraged. So like, Every time, listen, there are times that I accidentally make things about myself because I am a little bit of a narce, but like I, I try really hard to make the day about them. And it's just one day. Like I can never understand. It's just one day. You really have to make it about you. Like, I'm sorry, what? So anyways, that didn't need to be my I'm sorry, what moment. But I hope that you all really enjoyed this Q&A session. Thank you so much for submitting your questions. I will be back with another fun I'm sorry, what wedding episode in two weeks. Thank you all for listening and supporting this podcast. I love you so much. Thank you again to everyone who has put me in your weddings and given me good things to talk about. Um, I really enjoyed. I had the best time sitting there and thinking about all the things I loved about everyone's weddings. And it was like really hard to just pick like a couple of things I could go on. Once I was thinking about someone's wedding, I could go on and on and on about things I loved about it. So, um, you know, thank you for giving me something to talk about. And I love you all so much. Please continue to ask me your questions. Hit me up at Ashley Sleek on all platforms. And let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know what you think about my opinions. Am I wrong? Tell me. I'm here to listen. Okay, bye.